Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. We're joined now by Dan Ives, Managing Director and Senior Equity Analyst of Wedbush Securities. Dan's here to talk about uh, Tesla, among other things, missing delivery forecasts in the third quarter, Dan. Um, miss, sure, 343,000 cars got delivered in the quarter, but that's still a record. Uh, so what's the more important number here? Is the cup half full or is the cup half empty? Yeah, I think it's going to be half empty in terms of the reaction because it's a miss. It's about 5% miss on deliveries relative to what the street was expecting. And clearly logistical issues played into it, especially, I think, in China, but especially in this white knuckle environment. I mean, I think the stock will be under pressure as investors worry that the demand story is starting to wane a bit. Okay, so tell us about that demand story. Um, you know, Tesla still makes a, an enormously popular range of vehicles. Why do you see demand easing off? Well, on the contrary, I mean, we think demand continues to be robust. And, and I believe this is more of a speed bump and logistical issue in terms of delivering cars to customers at the end of the quarters rather than ultimately a demand really starting to, to come off. Mm-hmm. But I do think what Tesla's facing what a lot of automakers are facing is that the, the supply chain continues to be extremely complex. And Tesla demand has outstripped supply. But ultimately, for the Wall Street, it's about the numbers. And if you look at this quarter, there's no way to sure it could. It, it, it was softer. And I think that's something in this market that, that the bulls didn't, I clearly didn't want to see. Yeah, let's look at that supply chain issue a bit more. Tesla calling it a transportation capacity issue. So getting physically the cars to the customers. Is that the whole problem or is it just part of it? How many undelivered cars are sitting around on the Tesla lot and, and how many are waiting for parts? Yeah, we think of fifteen to 20,000 roughly in terms of what I'll call either in transit or ones that you know ultimately not been delivered to customers. It's a problem because... It's also the expense. If you look in Europe, as well as what we've seen in China, the expenses to get customers' actual cars in their hands have been astronomical. And I think Tesla has started to balance that and basically be fine with ultimate deliveries that could push quarter to quarter. And that's what happened this quarter. And, you know, it's something where it puts more pressure on the fourth quarter for Tesla because that's really going to be, you know, the, the, the big quarter for them in, in terms of from a delivery perspective. So what's your outlook for the stock? It's still quite expensive, uh, but broadly flat on year. Is this a buy right now? Yeah, we view it as a buy. I mean, we view this as just a narrow speed bump on the broader long-term thesis to, to where ultimately Tesla is going to go. And to us, it's really... This is something that I think will get over-exaggerated in terms of the market. 
but in our opinion, this is more of a buying opportunity rather than time to, to throw in the towel. Yeah, well, Tesla had uh, one of its most close, closely watched events uh, over the past few days, AI Day. What were some of your takeaways from that? Yeah, so that was really more about robotics and ultimately what I'd use for the next generation of, of Tesla products, as well as FSD, full self-driving. I mean, I think what, what Musk and Tesla are trying to show is that this is really the start of not just a car company, a much more broader technology company. And that was really the focus of AI Day, really showing this is more about the Tesla story when you look past the next three to six months. That's what was really the importance of it. Yeah, we got a closer look at that Optimus robot, of course. This time it wasn't a human in a suit. It was the real thing, and it it walked out. It waved. Uh, What were your impressions of that? Because Elon Musk has previously said this is going to be a bigger product than the cars. Yeah, I think three to five years, it's a huge product. And I think it really talks about just the AI, the technology that's ultimately happening in Tesla. And I think that's important in terms of where this is all going for Tesla, showing it's more than just a car company. And I I think if you're at Ford, GM and others, you're watching that presentation. I think it's jaw dropping in terms of the technology they're coming out with. And that's why even when you Thing about deliveries, I think it's just the, the, ultimately just the start of what I view as just a broader trend for Tesla. I want to talk a little bit about Apple as well. And of course, you know, we had a story out on Bloomberg a few days ago also about the iPhone 14, Apple choosing to maintain production rather than increase it as expected. Is this any cause for concern from your point of view? Look, I think. They're clearly seeing softness on the base model, but I do believe they're seeing strength in the pro model. That's been much stronger than expected. And and I still think this is one that demand going into holidays is going to be strong. But it's a cautionary sign that Apple is seeing and we're seeing across the world that demand in some areas, you're going to start to see some softness. And I think at Apple, you've seen that, but it's also been neutralized by strength that you're seeing on the higher-end pro model. Yeah, the that uh, to what degree does that surprise you? Or is a resilient consumer uh, something that we can take for granted now? Well, look, I think Apple is unique because of the golden install base and because of the upgrade cycle. And I think that's something where they continue to be what I'll view as almost rock or Gibraltar demand, despite some of the black clouds we're seeing in the macro. Yeah, we're, uh, we're also running a story today on uh, Bloomberg about uh, the difficulties in diversifying manufacturing away from China. We're going to be talking about that a little bit in the next hour as well. But in terms of Apple's manufacturing base, uh, do you see them increasingly moving away to, from China towards India, towards other jurisdictions? Well, I think slowly they'll diversify, but that's easier said than done. And I think China continues to be a mainstay for Apple. And, and that's something that will take years to ultimately diversify. But I think they're starting to do that, given some of the writing on the wall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how about the supply chain issues for Apple? Do you see these coming to an end? I think they're starting to moderate, but into the mid-2023, it's still going to be an issue. But we are starting to see that moderating. They be, they're able to navigate supply chain better than any other technology player in the world, and it's showing. Yeah, well, we talked a second ago about uh, Tesla, how it's still expensive. Of course, Apple are famously expensive stock as well. But 
Also coming off the boil a little, our last trade of 138.20. Do you buy at this level? We would be buyers of Apple here. I think that's been oversold. I still think the demand store is holding. And to me, in technology, there's no better name that I want to be buying on this weakness than Apple. All right, Dan Ives, always great to have you on the show and to get your expertise and your analysis. Dan Ives is Managing Director and Senior Equity Analyst at Wedbush Securities. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor Q&B. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.